Welcome back to If I Only Knew. It's Fred here and I'm with my co-host, Matt. G'day, Matt. Hello, Fred. I'm doing well. Hope you're doing okay. Matt, I've got to table something. I've got to table my Achilles heel this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know you'll find this hard to believe. You've seen me in the boardroom. You've seen me in the podcasting booth. You've seen me talking to people. And I know that you would think this man is fearless. And you'd be kind of right, except... My Achilles heel, Matt, is the horror genre, Mm, okay? mm. And I'm tabling it, Matt, because I'm not going to lie, I'm not a fan. (laughs) But more importantly, I think that the issue for me is how horror has changed, okay? And we're now at uh, a spin-off from the Saw universe starring Chris Rock, and it's as gory and bloody and medical, and oh, my God. I tell you what, it's going to ruin your spaghetti bolognese if you're watching Netflix while you're eating. So, Matt, I've got to ask you, what's your take on horror movies? I I don't watch much horror at all. It's one of those things you've got to, you've got to drag me to the, the TV for. I think they don't excite me in the same way I see they're exciting some of my friends, and I think they do just make me go, oh, my God, this is truly gruesome and is going to stay with me for a long, long time. But... You know, people love them for it. And I, I, I've got friends who swear by them. I think there's definitely a difference in horror watches between, like, the gory horror, maybe even the jump-scary horror, and the more, like, insidious, like, terror-inducing horror that some people w- watch for, like, the kind of adrenaline thrill that you might compare to a roller coaster or something. You know, why do people go on a roller coaster? Because it makes them feel this rush of endorphins. Well, maybe there's some horror that triggers the same thing in some people. But when it comes to the more intense, graphical, gory stuff, man, I don't know. Why do you think that they're so popular now? I'm struggling, mm. okay? Because it's not just movies. We know one of the most popular TV shows out there that stream online is American Horror Story. Right. By Ryan Murphy and his ensemble of, co- you know, constant cast mates of, you know, the current one is about, uh, vampires. Mm. Vampires, Matt. Okay. Now I want to tell you why this stuff is my Achilles heel. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you and our listeners a bit of an insight into me. This is not my theory, by the way. I dispute this, but <laughs> my lovely wife would say to you that there is nothing funnier than watching me watch horror. Mm. Okay. One, because I'm not a blood and guts kind of person in general. Makes me feel a bit queasy. Yeah, yeah. Two, because I'm highly superstitious. Highly superstitious. Okay? That's not a good combo. So I don't get horror movies at all, okay? Because, and my wife would suggest the worst kind of horror movie for me that freaks me out the most, okay? If it was Frankenstein, no dramas. I fight that big monster, pitchfork, and a... a, The werewolf, hey, I'm pretty hairy. I I can empathise. Some silver bullets. Dracula, uh, come on, i got any wooden stake. A chair leg, i got him. Don't scare me. Don't scare me. Psychopath with a, a machete. I worked in a fruit shop for my dad. That stuff doesn't scare me. But when it comes to ghosts, Matt, mm, right. oh, my God. Why people want to ever watch a movie about ghosts? Now, my wife's theory is ghosts scare me so much because you can't hit them with anything. Yeah. No point taking a crowbar to a ghost, Matt. The scariest movie I've ever seen and never watched, right? 
you know this conjuring universe that they got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's one about a nun. Now, there's two of my greatest fears in one movie, <laughs> nuns and ghosts. What sick, demented soul wants to put that up and call it entertainment? That should be called torture, man. Okay? I don't get any of this shit. I'll tell you what happened if five people like me from my background were in any horror movie. That last 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you why. You get to a place, something weird happens, you leave. You leave. You buy a new house. The first night, it looks like something weird happens. You burn it down and claim the insurance money. You're gone. <laughs> okay? But these people, Matt, they always want to investigate. You're not the Scooby gang. Yeah. You're not the Scooby gang. So I've got to understand those people that are out there that love horror, what do you reckon it does for them? I bet you are being ridiculed in those kind of circles at the moment, Fred, for, for our, our descriptions of uh, what is scaring you and, and what I don't enjoy watching either. I think that's very funny. I, I think I fully understand of this sense of like, man, when, I, when I'm grappling with um, something that I'm scared about or, or whatever, the thing that helps me the most is being able to fix it, you know, being able to do something about it. It's I'm much happier running or riding a bike for this is an interesting insight into my psyche i'm much happier running or riding a bicycle than i am driving a car because i feel like i have an infinite more control over yep. my own feet than i do behind that wheel and so it's the sense of damn well i can i can deal with this i wonder then if there's some sense of well watching that horror movie is a time to give up that control and just yep. take it on this ride of like damn that's exciting i'm scared i'm terrified and then you get to feel all that emotion you get you get it brought right up to the surface and when you finish Maybe it's a little bit cathartic. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that was a part of why it's quite exciting. I do also think there's this interesting like social element. I'm probably not the best person to talk on this point. So if anyone is a big part of this scene, love to hear from you. I think there's a bit of a social element where like if you're half into this kind of stuff, you'll find a group of mates to watch it with you. And there'll be like eight of you or five of you around a TV with a bunch of snacks. And you'll all scream at the same time. And it's like, damn, that was hilarious. I'm so glad we, we shared that moment of terror together. Or um, maybe you watch one of the shitty horror movies that are just trash and you all get to laugh at them as, as these stupid, dumb special effects come into place, I think. And so I, I do think that that's a bit of a draw for some of these movies is people watch them as a collective and they get to feel this shared sense of emotion. And so I think that that's a, a part of why people watch. I, I could never watch a horror movie by myself. I just would have no interest in it. And I barely watch it with friends, but it's significantly more palatable, I reckon, when I'm watching it with people and like laughing about and having a go at it. It's funny you say that because I was dragged by my son, who's about your age, right. to Freddy versus Jason about a decade ago. Right. Okay. Which I don't consider to be genuinely in that horror genre. It's more like a Marvel movie in its own way. I didn't realize Freddy Krueger was a ninja. <laughs> But there's two things that I, I remember distinctly about that movie that I quite loved. There were some 14-year-old boys in front of us, right, about okay. eight of them. They were rating the kills, right? I give right. that a 7 out of 10. Right, there's one right, point, right. no spoilers, the movie's been around for a while. Jason, the big hulking mystical serial killer, picks somebody up in a sleeping bag and slams the bag against the tree multiple times, right? right? right, right. Which is a horrible concept, but in that concept of that movie, the whole theatre is laughing. Yeah, 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 okay? yeah, yeah. And with the jump scares, right, what was fascinating for me is this scary, this jump scare bit. For those that don't know jump scare, it's where they literally jump out and scare the shit out of you. Mm. 
the jump scares, everybody would go, oh, and then they'd laugh. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. endorphin yeah. rush, you know? Yeah. I'm there going, you know what? I paid money for this and the popcorn shit and I can't <laughs> stand this. This is no good for me. Friends of mine were fascinated by the Blair Witch Project. And they told me the synopsis, and my response to that was, this is why we do backburning in forests, <laughs> all right? Forget that shit. So I do think there's the endorphic aspect of entertainment. I, I guess what I really worry about, though, for your generation and the generation coming is these highly medically specific mm. You know, there's this concept of sort of exaggerated gore that you sometimes get in horror that is so exaggerated, you know it not to be true. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But this concept, and the Saw movies did really well out of this, where they literally, it's surgically precise, disgusting. You know, what do you reckon that's about? Are we so desensitised to... Sorry, I'll give you a parallel before I let you answer. If you watch the original... Dracula movie right, with right. Bella Lugosi, right. right? Which is in its own way, it's for the time it would have been scary, but you can see the wires on the rubber bats and yeah. stuff like that. Hasn't aged well, but it's beautiful to watch in other ways. But to show the piercing fear of Dracula, they simply light his eyes a little bit lighter than the surrounding. Versus Saw, where someone's chopping someone's leg off at a blunt hacksaw, yeah. okay? Yeah. Is it about being desensitised? Why do horror movies and the slasher genre mm. go to such extremes now, do you think? I do think a part of it is desensitization. I think that's fair. But I think maybe specifically it's the idea of, like, escalation, especially in a series. Once you've shown someone being hacked apart, where do you go from there? you know, to get a visceral reaction. I think that a lot of these movies at this point in time have audiences have already seen the first, they've seen someone killed and they've seen someone dismembered and they've seen blah, 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 blah. And so you've got to, you've got to reach for new, more shocking heights to get the same response. And I think directors know this and so they keep concocting more specific, more um, intense scenes to try and evoke that same emotional response so i do think that's the element of desensitization specifically that i see there you're gonna have people vomiting in theaters in five years <laughs> but i got a question i got one more question for you and then i'll leave you with a story mm -hmm. we might do a part two on this and get some genuine diehard horror fans to come on and talk to us about this mm, stuff because that'd I'm be fascinated. really interesting but because the concept in these horror franchises so halloween with mike myers nightmare on elm street with freddy krueger why is it that on some level, the, the sociopathic serial killing, why is that person the person that sometimes people are cheering for that aspect of the movie? Isn't that the bad guy? Yeah, I've got no idea. Maybe it's because they're the source of the spectacle. You know, I really don't know, Fred, and, and we do need people who are, who are more into the genre for this, but I, I wonder if the, the, the victims... They could be anyone. They're, as much as maybe good good horror should probably have good victims, I would argue. The, the source of the spectacle is definitely the big bad guys. They're the ones that excite you. They're the ones that make you go crazy, the ones that make you scream or whatever. And it's like, well, maybe that's why people have a uh, celebration of them. And, you know, they're also probably in some ways maybe like the charismatic one, the one that's, that's interesting and has like a, a mysterious backstory and stuff. I think that one of the... And I may be wrong about this, but one of the features of a lot of these movies is that the victims are just like you every man. 
you know, just the everyday yep. person because, you know, that's what makes it an interesting thing. You, you, you're able to relate to the every person and so then you just like go from there. But that means they're probably not all that interesting, you know? Like if, if, they're, if they're just the average person who's renting a house or something, then the extent to which we can be excited by them is the extent to which we can be excited by our own lives. And people often watch movies because they want more excitement than their own life. And so I wonder if it's because it's the most charismatic and interesting person on the screen at the time. Yeah, because I'm sort of thinking if you want a certain perverse sort of excitement, you should become the target of a serial killer. Like, no, no. <laughs> um, I will say this. The worst horror movie I was forced to watch which I am told was the most entertaining for people around me. Right. I'll leave you with this story, okay? Because normally, see, here's my thing. Matt, I'm not even going to lie. I know because of my upbringing that I am superstitious. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that, okay? So if there's a ghost thing, right, I don't get it. Just go. <laughs> but there's a movie. It's this conjuring series. These people are warped and twisted. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's based on real-life stories. It makes me even worse. But, Matt, there's a movie where these people move into a house to begin with. The kids are playing a game where they're clapping hands mm -hmm. right. like this, right? And they're playing hide-and-seek by clapping hands. Right. So the wife's in bed. The husband's not there. In the middle of the night, she hears a clapping sound. Right. Straight away... Don't what? What are you worried about? Just throw the doona over your head. Pretend you didn't hear it. But no, she goes to check on the kids. Mm -hmm. She checks on all three of the kids, Matt, and then she hears the sound again. Oh. That's when you bundle the kids up, right? Go wake up, you little shit. Come on, you know. Mm -hmm. You put them in the car. You drive until you run out of petrol. <laughs> no, no. She gets a candle. Why a candle? You got anyway. A candle investigates the ghost scares as she falls downstairs. But here's the thing about that movie I can't stand. Because I burned the house down, Matt. I'm not even joking, yeah. right? Yeah. The ghost attaches itself to her. <gasps> they totally, even the ghosts, of, now their ghosts are scary because they suck onto you like a limpet, Matt. I can't live in a world with this shit could be real. <laughs> I'm a trained behaviourist and people are going to think this is ridiculous, but you've got to show your vulnerability. I was showering in salt water because they don't like water and they don't like salt. I'm telling you, people, they're sick, twisted individuals. Don't give me your money. There's something wrong with them. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with them. It's not real, Fred. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm Italian. I've got a bowl of water, some olive oil, and a sprig of parsley. I fix it all up. Yeah, that's mate. right. Don't worry. You, you've had plenty enough garlic to keep all the vampires away from you, Fred. It's fine. That's very racist. <laughs> and thank you. We go from a very highbrow topic to racial slurs. <laughs> it's, it's important to have some diversity. <laughs> <sighs> Matt, again, a little bit of a light feel episode, very different to some of our others, but. I think it's part one of part two. I think we're going to go out there, we're going to find some horror movie fanatics and we're going to dose them up with whatever <laughs> it takes to understand coherent reality. You know, so listen, if you're a horror movie fanatic, send us a line, you know, drop us an email and we're happy to talk to you about why it is that your perverse habits are somehow entertaining. Um Sorry, that sounds judgmental. Alternatively, if you like horror movies, let us know and we can chat to you. 
We're going to get some squeaky clean kids that are like, I don't understand why you said that about horror movies. If you want to be scared, I'm telling you, jump on the scales <laughs> like I do every morning. That'll scare you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a super fan episode where people are going to throw topics at Matt and I. I'm looking forward to that. Get your submissions in via our links in our episode description. Matt, one of your best, my friend. <laughs> I you an interesting one, a bit of a different take on things. And uh, It's not the same. You know what? It's upset me so much that I'm going home to power watch through Disney+. Plus. I just want things <laughs> that are about a whole new world, some yeah. songs, yeah. some nice stuff, none of this scary, scary horror, horror, blood, blood, blood. No, all right? We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to If I Only Knew. See ya. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production, with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes, and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts of theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Better Pod Group Productions and tuning to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.